Welcome to the Gatecast. Presented by Alan and Mike. Lucy, I'm home. I am not Lucy. Oh, you're right. We'll just upload a computer virus into the mothership. I was going to do my living room like this. Well, so my recommendation is that anyone attempting to leave the mountain should be shot on sight. Hello, good slightly later evening, and welcome to Gatecast episode... I'll jump right in here. This will be episode 251, due to a few scheduling changes. And we managed to persuade Thomas to stay with us. <laughs> Didn't take much persuasion. Yep, welcome again to the podcast, Thomas. If anybody's listening to this, we split the show into two parts. I was considering doing this as a feature-length episode of Gatecast, but basically bailed on it when I realised how much work it was. So we've recorded two intros, one for part one and one for part two, and this part two. Of course, if you're not listening to this, doesn't matter. <laughs> I'm, I'm Apple now. I'm reminded of, has anyone seen the, I assume everyone's seen the little minion video with banana? No. There's a couple of them, I think. Well, this is the one which ends where after the trials and tribulations for four minutes after they're chasing after the banana, the minion walks along and just goes in front of the big crowd of them and goes, Apple Crunch. Mm. And about 200 of them look at him and he's like, ah, and credits. (laughs) I suppose you've got to be there. It's worth watching. If you haven't seen Despicable Me, it's bloody hilarious. I haven't. <laughs> I haven't seen the second one yet. The second one actually made me completely stop referencing Facebook and Google Plus and various other things and just watch it. And it takes a lot for me to do that. Wow. Yeah. That's about as high a recommendation as you're going to get from me. <laughs> I regret nothing. I listen to podcasts that look at movies and talk about movies. And every time I listen to one, I think, God, I've got to watch that again. I've got to watch that again. <laughs> I ain't got enough time in the day. Ah, but this isn't again. This is new. Oh, that's true. Yeah. There's two of them. They're doing, I believe, they're releasing next year the Minion movie. Because basically, the Minions are pretty much the best part of it. There are jokes at multiple levels. Stuff which is clearly aimed at young children. Then there's stuff aimed at older children. And the stuff that's very clearly aimed at adults. Because there's layers to it that the kids just aren't generally going to get. <laughs> yeah. You can't be too sure these days. Right, Thomas, you got the file? Yes, sir. Lovely. And this one I have downloaded. (laughs) (laughs) Good news, Alan, you'll appreciate this. I got my Steam account back. It had Mm -hmm. been hacked by somebody in Eastern Europe. So south of me? Yes. Did they buy stuff? Not much or anything, but they played a lot of (laughs) Counter-Strike. Okay. (laughs) Were they any good? Didn't really even look into it. I just went through and deleted <laughs> all of the groups that they added and all the friends that they had added. Oh, weird. You don't understand people hacking you and then using your credit card to buy stuff. Mm. But the point is, did you get tradable Steam items after gameplay? Mm. I'm going for silver lining here. <laughs> uh, not much. Oh, I have to say one thing. Just one? With the... Uh, with the... John, now that I'm staring at before, which I, which I, I tidied up a bit because... Your mom was coming with the Xbox. With the exception of a docking station for certain HP laptops, I have never seen a transformer block so big. Yeah. It's yeah. about half the size of the console. <laughs> yeah, that is the only big issue I have with it as well, is the size of the brick. It's the 60 gig hard drive version. It's massive. It's got to weigh about two kilos on its own. What is your gamer tag on Xbox Live? 
I have not connected it to the network. I have not signed it into the wireless and I have registered for Xbox Live. I got this thing today. I fiddle with it uh, for five minutes to make sure it works. Okay, well, when you set one up, send me a ad. It's same as my here or just send me yours online and I'll add you up. I need to get thesis work done. I, I need to get through the rest of this month and get three major pieces of work submitted. Good luck on that. I don't believe in luck, but I appreciate the sentiment. Thank you. We are the Rusted Robot Podcast. Lower your shields and surrender your minds. Commander Adama, Cybermen, Daleks, and Cylons are fast approaching. Jump gates forming in multiple sectors, and the Doctor's nowhere to be found. What are we going to do? Tune into the Rusted Robot Podcast at therustedrobot.podbean.com and on the iTunes Store. Sean and Bridget Vanderloo's love for all things geekery and robots are our only hope. Oh, boy. Get rusted today. Robots. Cyborg. Androids. Oh my. Rusted robot. Have you been watching Gotham, Thomas? I think Mike has. No, I have not. Oh. I've not seen this week's episode yet. Right, shall I count down? Yep, I'm all ready to go. Go ahead, I'm at zeros. Indeed. Call me, Coxie, Ixy, Clicky. Previously. On Stargate SG-1. Okay then, they're back at the village, and Osric, who we won't be seeing in part two, because <laughs> he turned out to be a little uh, different when he took his <laughs> disguise off. Yeah. A little more curvy. Yes. Dragon Lone Mountain, I still... Well, made no bones about it, it's Lord of the Rings, The Hobbit, with a sci-fi twist. We're even going to get to see the big dragon showdown in this episode. Mm-hmm. Even though it doesn't look that impressive. Yeah. We agreed there's no such thing as a dragon, right? Yeah. Because that looks pretty real to me. Hey, it flies, it breathes fire. Yep. Now that effect is pretty good. Yeah. And that is as well. Mm-hmm. Something went wrong when they actually created the dragon. <laughs> I extended my protective shield. You're lucky I still need you. Everybody wants Daniel. Of course he needs him. Uh. <laughs> Whoa, look, that ain't bad at all. <laughs> Combination CGI and practical... Into rocks? <laughs> yeah. Basically, it bashed a hole in the door. Fortunate, that. It's not going to fit through that. <laughs> a very helpful dragon. too big to fit through the opening, so I think we're safe. <laughs> yeah, but he can breathe fire, love. <laughs> Run. Yep. Run away. That beats a giant bloody ball rolling down, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> and the fire conveniently doesn't spread out evenly in all directions. Yeah, well, that was a combination of a real live homemade flamethrower... <laughs> and the lighting technician running along the tunnel to get that effect. That composite shot. Everything but the grass is fake. And surprisingly, one complaint about it was that the grass looked fake. <laughs> Sometimes graphic artists can't win. Mm-hmm. The dragon is the final test. It would be madness to challenge that thing. Well, if it was easy, everybody would be doing it. Oh dear. It seems to have gotten a bit bigger. I don't think we're going to have a choice. You can see how far they've come when you compare it to what the Game of Thrones are doing. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. I still haven't fully caught up there. Yeah. Okay then, The Quest Part 2. Season 10, Episode 11 of Stargate SG-1. Gatecast Episode 251. Once again, directed by Andy Makita, but this time written by Paul Mully. At its world premiere in the UK, January the 9th, 2007. The Americans got it April the 13th, the Canadians April the 9th. Germany got it August the 29th, Sweden November the 15th, and once again, Japan December the 23rd, 2008. A few more series with episodes of the same name. Northern Exposure, Dallas, Fink, Hawkeye, Night Heat, and Black Star. And I run out well before the title credits finished. <laughs> Not to worry. I think I've walked out to solve my coding problem. Oh, well done. And we're back. Oh yeah, shoot it. See, once again, having that armor on set really does work at times. <laughs> Run. Yeah. I hate to tell you, Cam, I don't think Claymores are going to cut it. <laughs> oh, and besides, with that, trees are made of wood. Wood burns. Yes. Yes. Oh, a nice little shadow effect as well. It's not like a helicopter. So, now <laughs> Keep running into the woods, if I were you. <laughs> Imagine this dragon is a little bit more than a dumb beast. There's some intelligence behind it, especially since we know it's been set up by uh, Morgan. It's just that kind of noble sentiment that's going to get us all killed. Aren't you uh, the one that claimed to know the dragon's secret name? Time to earn your keep. Uh, yes, I may have exaggerated about that slightly. I was lying. <laughs> of course you exaggerated. I don't know. Name magic is common in most mythologies. To know something's secret name is to steal its power. So what are we supposed to do? Just start guessing? Daryl. <laughs> Daryl. Perhaps Puff. Puff. I, 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 you know, I was thinking Puff, and it's nice that Teok mentioned it. You wonder exactly what he's been doing in his spare time. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, we know the P90 fire just bounced off its armor. <laughs> Throw the P90 itself. If it was a hologram, the bullets would have gone straight through. Unless it's a hard light hologram. Hard <laughs> light holograms only exist in Red Dwarf. And Doctor Who. Maybe we should try something that packs a little more punch. Yeah, and how are you going to get that to it? Well, someone's got to volunteer. Lost C4. All right. Here is what we're going to do. We're going to lure Daryl down to the ground. Yeah, you're fortunate that doesn't tend to blow up when it's hit by anything, and you need a detonator. Mm-hmm. Yeah, luckily it's pretty stable. That's a lot of C4. That's where dragons are most vulnerable. <laughs> you can look for its vulnerable spot, aren't you? Yeah, that's a Discord reference that Thomas probably won't get. Yeah, it's a million to one chance, but it may just work. <laughs> if you're standing on one leg wearing a hanky with a black smudge on your face. <laughs> Let him go, Tilk. <laughs> Off you go. Okay, Tilk's the strongest, but he's not the most fleet of foot. No, I would say that would be Valor. But Tilk probably wanted something to do in this episode. Poor Christopher. <laughs> Here it comes. <laughs> that was fortunate. Now, whenever I look at that, I think of a Klingon bird of prey for some reason. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good, yes, eat it. They were quite apologetic. Uh-oh. <laughs> hmm. It tickled. <laughs> <laughs> New pants, please. 
Well, yeah. I don't, I don't think he needs that encouragement. <laughs> hey, Daniel. Now would be a really good time. Okay, the parchment of virtue said the Sangral would belong to he who speaks the Guardian's name. The Guardian's name. The Guardian is a dragon? No, the Guardian's not a dragon. The Guardian is the person who set this whole thing up. The Guardian is Morgan Le Fay. Right. Fortunate that it didn't actually flame him. No, Valor. <laughs> you don't really want to save the day every time. Nope. <laughs> oh dear. Daryl? Get us <laughs> <laughs> Oh. Nice effect. Wow. That was impressive. That was ancient technology, probably at its peak. A combination of hologram, a real physical object, some sort of AI behind it as well. Hologram? Thanks for the assist. Well, to be honest, I wouldn't have been much use to you. My strengths lie in strategy and command, whereas yours lie in armed combat and dealing with... Uh... Dragons? <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> yes. Oh, he, he's cringing a bit that he couldn't actually be helpful. <laughs> that looks more solid this time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, second time's a charm. Oh, come on. Oh, no. No. <laughs> oh, oh. oh. Ha-ha. I'm surprised like. Ball girl. Ah, we've been teleported. Okay. I say, not the first time. It wasn't worthy. I think we were transported into another chamber. I mean, the Asgard have used that trick many a many a time, haven't they? I guess she didn't make it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Must be some sort of security measure. I don't know. It let him in. Well, I don't think Morgan was too concerned about the ghoul. It was the aura she was worried about. Yeah, it's probably thinking of the big picture, really, you know. No, something else. Which begets the question, what was she protecting? I think I know. Okay, it's... <laughs> that last. Ah, weapon. He's a real weapon. <laughs> yeah. Here lies Myrden, Archmage of the Round. Yes, indeed. He always paid for his round. All right, that's not a hologram. He's the real McCoy, right? All we needed would talk to say something like Bones. <laughs> How long has he been in there? Well over a thousand years. We have encountered ancient stasis technology such as this before. General O'Neill was kept in a similar pod in Antarctica. <laughs> Many a time. So Again, the exactly the same cave set. You, know, you can tell by the colouring of the stagmites, but slightly different lighting effects make it look very. Oh no 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 no! Now be careful. <laughs> the only person we've ever seen who's been able to avoid that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it looks different than the other one though, because this one doesn't look to grab your head. Hey, Jackson. The whole cave looks a bit like underground grotto, doesn't it? You know. Mm-hmm. You almost expect a, a tourist party to come through any second. Mm. He helped. He lifted his own leg. And this is Matthew Walker. We've seen him before on Atlantis and this new one. Mind you, he was looking a little bit better then. No, he did not just... No, he's still alive. <laughs> That'd be a laugh, wouldn't it? Yeah, it's hilarious. <laughs> All right. In the meantime, we should see if there's a way out of here. Let us know what you find. 
Or I could come too. <laughs> if you recall, Elizabeth met him when she went back in time. Mm -hmm. He was the rather arrogant guy who was in charge of Atlantis. Hey, daylight over here. Same actor? Yes. With more facial hair. wonder if it was the same character even. I would expect so. Some of the Atlanteans that went back to Earth didn't ascend but went out into the world to kind of educate and teach the emerging human population. We weren't just transported to another chamber, we were transported to another planet. Hmm. Wow. gate must have been activated remotely, then the obelisk beamed us through the wormhole. Well, as far as I'm concerned, the more distance between us and Adria, the better. Doesn't that remind anyone of... Well, Thor. No, the planet. What does the planet remind you of? Reminds me of... Oh, happy does. Yeah. Yeah, a year ago. I <laughs> think that probably... It could be June for all we know. Mm-hmm. It's amazing how similar this is to the myth. Hmm? Supposedly, Morgan trapped Merlin in a cave and left him frozen there for all eternity. Only in reality, I think she was trying to protect him. How do you mean? Yes, it wasn't eternity. It was about 10,000 years, though. <laughs> yeah. I'm starting to think that maybe Morgan did destroy the Sangral after all. I mean, she probably figured she had no choice, that if she didn't do it, the other ancients would have just sent someone else. So instead, she did the next best thing. She preserved the one man capable of building it again. Daniel is a very clever bugger when he wants to be. <laughs> yes, he is. It's only helped to move the plot along when he has guesswork like that. Bad news is... We can't dial out. Somebody tampered with the DHD. I can fix it. Reprogramming dialing devices is my speciality. <laughs> yeah, what's he going to do? <laughs> Whoops. Of course it is. Especially when he has help. Mm-hmm. Where am I? Good question. Yeah, pick a planet. You look familiar. Ah, yes, with a girl too pretty, she distracts him. Penelope. Oh, my dear. It's been uh, too long. It's good to see you, too. What's the point? I'm Galahad of Brave Knights. <laughs> so is he that delusional? Well, when he actually got put in that... I say, perhaps it was only a couple of years since he last saw Merlin, so his <laughs> brain synapses are still firing. Mordred. I might have known it. <laughs> Mordred. Yeah. <laughs> we need to get back to the gate so I can start reprogramming <laughs> Oh, nicely done. Perfect. He did talk too much. Well, how do you like that? The old boy still has some tricks up his sleeve. <laughs> <laughs> we need you to remember... Oh, yes. About the Sangral, about Morgan, and about how you got here. Morgan. You also knew her as Ganos Lau. A blast from the past. Doesn't necessarily mean it was good memories or bad. Who knows? Mm -hmm. Though we are flattered by the comparison. A thousand years have passed. We know who you really are. We know about Atlantis, and we've encountered the Ori. Tell me more. I don't know where to begin. I'm not sure. Guinevere wasn't really that. Yeah. Yes, it will. Mm -hmm. Alright. We'll get started checking out the cave. It's not that big a cave. Yeah. There may be other antechambers. Injections? No? Great, move out. <laughs> <laughs> You've got to admit, as caves go, it's pretty clean and tidy. Make way for the ore side! That's probably a job a reactor wants. Mm -hmm. Make way for the hot jig. What happened? The gate activated on its own, and only seconds later it closed again. I don't suppose anyone saw the address. No. This prior's got a little bit of an attitude about him. Mm -hmm. Ready your men. Did she just roll her eyes? 
Mm -hmm. It looked like it, didn't it? <laughs> what of the village? Have they agreed to accept the teachings of Origin? No. Then burn it. Oh. Oh. Nasty little. Yeah. <laughs> she literally, you know, takes her position as leader of the Ori very seriously. As we said, she knows the truth, but she doesn't really care. Anybody that doesn't embrace Origin, they die. Yes, that's partly because I used to be one myself. <laughs> <laughs> the human race cannot have progressed that far in only a thousand years. No, I had a little help. Her name was Oma de Sala. Oh, of course. <laughs> and he knows her even. Yeah. Kindred spirits here, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Yes, he does like to get involved. Just Daniel. Yeah, I wasn't too good at the whole non-interference thing. I guess there were a few arguments. At least that's the impression I got. You don't remember? No. In order to protect me... Oma erased it all from my mind and sent me back. Oh, I'm surprised she still hasn't learned her lesson. She's not the only one who broke some of the rules. Yes, and caused no end of problems as well. Yeah, she still hasn't learned her lesson. So much so that one day they shall be strong enough to wipe the others out. In the face of such a threat, the strict policy of non-interference is absurd. I'm sure Oma would agree with you. Oma concerns herself with the individual. She may have the best intentions, but then so did your eye when they first began. Doesn't sound like what he would have said back whenever he was on Atlantis when we met him. No. <laughs> Very different opinions, but I suppose being exposed to different people and seeing the world as it was. Mm hmm You know, a new race clawing up. Yeah. Yeah. This cave is a bust. There's nothing else here. Yeah, the cave was referred to as a magic cave, mainly because of the wonderful lighting effects, which should not exist. Yeah, but it's the ancients. They can do about anything they want. They can, yeah. There's no reason, as he's just saying, he, he waved his hand and Bol lost the ability to speak. Mm -hmm. Surely you have some idea of what we've been through to get here. What you experienced so far is as nothing compared to what is to come. Uh-oh. Yes, it's interesting to think that how much technology the ancients created we haven't been exposed to yet. Yeah. There's much work to be done. I mean, we look at Atlantis and think, you know, what a marvellous construct that is. What have they achieved outside of that? So many goodies that we'll never get to see. I like the replicator system there. Not a replicator, but a replication system. Yeah. Well, we've seen the Asgard use something similar. Valor mm -hmm. looking bored. Well, to tell the truth... At this stage, there's no opportunity to be the centre of attention. So she's not talking, but, as you say, bored. He's been at it for hours, Daniel. <laughs> Which is normally a good thing, isn't it, Valor? But <laughs> not in this circumstance. Virtually piecing something together from base molecules. Another sun grow? Mm-hmm. I imagine, in, you know, in Star Trek, the replicator does something pretty similar, but this is a time-consuming process, literally taking the atoms and the molecules. Yeah. I'm fine, you are not fine. Yeah. What was that? Colonels Mitchell and Carter, come quickly. You will want to see this. <laughs> Colonels. <laughs> Very proper, Dilk. Hmm. Not just say, Oi, come here, look at this. <laughs> Indeed activated on its own. The crystal in the obelisk began to glow, and then everything changed. Everything changed. No, look, it's knowing. Or is that Ash? 
Well, if Daniel's right and Morgan wanted to keep Merlin hidden, this would be a great way to do it. My guess is we're traveling through a circuit of planets cut off from the rest of the gate system by a deliberate alteration of the DHD program. Then you believe we will be unable to dial out from this gate as well? Well, we can give it a shot, but yeah, I doubt it'll work. Until we find the automatic dialing program in the DHD processor and shut it down. You can do that, right? I hope so. That is exactly the same set as the desert scene. The same backdrop, the same gate, just lit differently. Yep. Practical snowflakes. Mm -hmm. Look very, very realistic. Many lifetimes. First, in Atlantis. Then, on Earth, before the dawn of your civilization. Then I joined the ranks of the Ascended. And finally, I returned to mortal form to live out my remaining days among the noblemen of Arthur's court. So many tales of Merlin and Camelot. Makes you wonder, doesn't it? Through all these eons, only one thing stayed the same. There is never enough time. Too true. Wiser words have never been spoken. We're safe for the moment. You can... And he never felt the need to write an autobiography. Mm-hmm. You know, at this point, I think he could write a pretty good poem. I'd like to see bowels. <laughs> <laughs> I turned up, everybody bowed before me. The end. Pretty much. <laughs> oh, come on, this is bowels. The man lives to make speeches. Created a lot of clones. <laughs> Had fun with ball comments. Had my own personal line of apparel. <laughs> would, it, would the real bowel ghost please stand up? Please stand up. This shouldn't be a hard sell. Yeah. The only problem is, you know, because of his advanced age, that is not a regenerating device he's been sleeping mm -hmm. in for the last few thousand mm -hmm. years. It just the status just leaves him where he is, and he was near the end of the road beforehand. Well, no, it doesn't leave him where he did, is as we saw with Elizabeth. It slowly ages you also. It slowly ages. Yeah, so that is a very much of a, we won't be meeting again. Mm-hmm. Kind of reminds me of Michello. Mm-hmm. Those of us who are about to die, we salute you. Yeah. Huh? What did he just do? Well, whatever he's done, it's permanent. Yeah. <laughs> what just happened? Fixed and deleted. He's dead. Uh-oh. To get you? <laughs> <laughs> felt the need to cross his hands. It just felt the right thing to do. They'll figure it out eventually. He said, good luck. It's very strange. It's almost as if he knew. Oh, I wouldn't say that. Which leaves us with no sand ground and for the moment no way off this planet. I told you I can fix the dialing device. Hey, he can talk again. Yes. <laughs> Anyone else see those artifacts as it pans across from the stroky bits on this top? No. Weirdly enough, my reading of digital signal processing explains to me why that happens. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah, but we don't actually encourage him. <laughs> yeah. He's a bit like McKay in that respect. I'm having trouble finding the relocation program. It must be buried in one of the correlative subroutines. We'll never find it using those search protocols. Can go reproduce. I suppose they can. How much longer is this going to take? It's impossible to say. All I know for sure is it would have been a lot easier on that nice warm desert planet. It's a pity they don't know exactly the time frame between the transports or they could just wait in the cave for a bit. 
So, he did the next best thing. I thought he meant build us another weapon. No, you were right before. He knew he didn't have enough time. Now, this is obviously some sort of virtual interface, like a computer-assisted design program. Only in the past, we've seen it used to download information into someone's mind. What sort of information? All the knowledge of the ancients. That's a lot. Everything, <laughs> basically. <laughs> Imagine if you had to buy the set of encyclopedias for that. Mm-hmm. Use it to store and load something more specific. So it's the ancient in character. Yeah. Sure. Come on, everyone remembers in character. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's a dangle. And you didn't stop him, fella. closing your eyes will work. Ah, the flashy light sequence. Yes, a direct lift from the original use when it got jacked. No reason to do another visual effect when you've got something that works like that. I do not trust him to finish on his own, Sam. Jackson! What happened? <laughs> I'll, lift, I'll turn my back for one minute. <laughs> no, Sam would have had probably even a better reaction because she's seen this look whenever Jack has stuck his head in the device. There is no one here. They were here. I'm certain of it. Mm. I'm sure you are. It really is fantastic work by the lighting department and the DP. Yes. Or is I? Prostration it is. Interesting. This subtitle has decided to spell it with a C. That's a handy thing to be able to do. It is. You listen to the commentary and they explain how they did that. They basically filmed all the lights on, all the lights off in segments because the, the DHD can't do that. Hmm. And then use VisFX to actually light all the buttons in various sequences. So what looks like a very simple effect probably took them a hell of a long time to do. Take our chances on the next planet. How do you know it will not be worse? Uh oh. Unplug, unplug, or you lose your cord. Oh, there we go again. Merlin's <laughs> oh. gone. Yes, it obviously transports live people. Oh, that's just weird. Sam, what just happened? The obelisk transported us to another planet. I think it's scheduled to go off every couple of hours. How are things out there? Well, it's a little spooky, but at least it's warm. Oh, it's the autumnal planet. Yes, desert, snow, and forest. Mm. Actually, does look a bit spooky. It's a fog. Always works. Mm. It's appropriate given the date. Mm-hmm. Although Halloween is technically Friday. Interesting question, though, isn't it? You know, is it moving the whole cave, or is it moving the people between caves that are identical? Hmm. Well, That's objects a... came. Yeah, but Merlin didn't. Yeah. You do look like Percival. Yeah, but he needs to polish his armor a bit more. Excuse me. Huh? <laughs> oh dear. Yeah, oh dear. <laughs> Daniel, are you in there? We spent a lot of time in this room. Uh. <laughs> Who did? We did. Definitely a Matello. He did, Merlin. Names that begin with M. Sorry, it's a, it's a little confusing having two sets of memories in your head. Yeah. You've had more than two. Remember Lifeboat? <laughs> okay, oh, the, yes. the, the fact that you happen to end up in the booby hatch, and uh, you're like, I am not getting an Emmy for this, am I, episode. <laughs> you have Merlin's memories. Some of them. Earth, Atlantis, 
and the different medieval societies he set up throughout the galaxy. It wasn't the gold, it was him. Mm-hmm. And the work he did in this lab. Hey, whoa, hey, hey, hang on a second. Are you telling me you can build a Sangram? He knew he didn't have the strength to finish. His body had deteriorated too much during the stasis. He was very busy, wasn't he? I think Daniel's showing off right at this moment mm -hmm. now. <laughs> or else, you know, the other psyche in his mind is actually influencing him a lot more than it should be doing. <laughs> yeah, Jack had to put up with this a lot. I can do this. Yeah, we don't have the Asgard anymore, do we? Or do we? Not gone anywhere yet. Hmm. Yeah. At least this device didn't grab his head for like the one Jack did. Mm. Yeah, well, that was pretty for dramatic effect. Yeah. Daniel thought that this device might be different. That somehow the information could be limited. Maybe wishful thinking. I hope he's right. Well, if anybody's going to use this machine correctly, it's going to be Daniel. With his ancient experience, even if he can't remember it. I feel sorry for those guards, because that metal must be getting really cold. We found the body of an old man, dead. Apart from that, there's nothing here. I get the feeling Adria isn't really worried about personal comfort. Beginning to try my patience. Is there no other way we can track them? No. But each time I'm able to determine their destination more quickly than the last. Sooner or later, we will catch up to them. You see, again, he's trouble. He doubts you. Put him down. Mm-hmm. I thought he was fully blind, but that was just the sun. One eye does actually work. Yeah. Lead them in prostration again, why don't you? Yeah, have them prostate in this, in metal armor. <laughs> That's going to be fun. <laughs> Maybe we're barking up the wrong tree here. Maybe the relocation program isn't in the DHD processor at all. What, the obelisk? <laughs> you obviously have no idea what you are talking about. Oh. Says the Brainiac who spent three days trapped in that force field. That technology is strictly used for localized transport. Yeah, I know. I mean, it's obviously what's beaming us through the gate every time there's an open wormhole. But what if it also contains a remote dialer? It's one thing to send someone here and there on the surface of the planet. It's quite another to send them halfway across the galaxy. It's like uh, comparing a laptop to a supercomputer. Yeah, but who designed this system and who put it here? Mm -hmm. It was an ancient for Christ's sake. Just a command code sufficient to override normal dialing protocols. Yes. But to borrow a rather quaint human phrase, why hide a needle in a small haystack when you can use an enormous one? Wouldn't be much of a security measure if it could be discovered by the first towery female who comes along. Bell, you should shut up because you're going to look like a fool any second now. Oh, yes. Are you dismissing my idea out of hand because I'm human? Or because I'm a woman? <laughs> a little of both, I suppose. You know what? Living dangerously. I'll check it myself. Oh, dear. <laughs> Why can't it be both? Ah, see? Yeah. Of course it is. Originally, this was written, Sam begrudgingly working with Bol. They thought that made her look a little bit soft. That's why they made her a little bit more aggressive, a little bit more temperamental. Mm. Mm. I remember a comment one time, just because my sexual organs are on the inside. Yeah, well, everybody tries to forget that, to be honest. Yeah. That's exactly what this device does. It allows you to... Design and configure something virtually, and then materializes it. Just like O'Neill did when he created the anti-replicator weapon. I thought the Sangral was a tiny red jewel. No, that's the, that's the final stage, the, the key to making the whole thing work. So how long before you can put the whole thing together? So you are making a weapon, aren't you, Daniel? Not some centerpiece for a, a dining yeah, table. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> this machine takes a lot out of you. The uh, level of concentration required is pretty intense. 
Can I get you anything? <sighs> Water. Sure. Another feeling? Yeah, that's it, Daniel. Milk it. Milk it, baby. You already have any Excedrin? Whee! <laughs> <laughs> I bet you didn't even see the fishing line, did you? Okay, that happened. Oh! <laughs> it's interesting. Jack got healing powers, I guess I got telekinesis. Yes, and Rodney able to read minds. Mm-hmm. I'll be fine. That's crap. She's right, you don't get fancy mind powers unless there's been major redecorating going on inside your skull. Look, obviously creating the weapon requires a higher level of brain function. Now, Merlin would have foreseen that. <laughs> yes. By the way, yeah. how many episodes has it been since we've seen Lexa? Mm. Well, still off having a baby. You know, they don't just drop out and you go back to work. Yeah. Well, I suppose when your husband's one of the main stars, which is why she's probably appearing in Saving Hope at the minute. Daniel just kind of shoehorned her in there. You know, what this planet needs is maybe the odd roar in the background. Uh-oh. I, I, th- I think an obedient wolf or coyote hell would be appropriate here. Yeah, something. Or at least night and a couple of moons. Well, that's hardly surprising. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> I mean, I know where you come from, you're considered relatively intelligent, but by galactic standards, that's not really saying much. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, so I crushed yeah. my ball. Nice. You know, if you're not going to help, then you're really not much use to us. And if you're not much use to us, then there's really no point in keeping you alive any longer. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, bit of a ball crusher. Oh, this was it. They had to make Sam look a lot stronger than it was originally written. Mm -hmm. She wouldn't meekly go along with the idea of helping Ball. She's been around too long. She's done too much to actually just bow down to him. Yeah. Yeah, she's not gonna bow down. She's not gonna bow down to balls. I think he's probably gonna cut that. Nope. No, I'm not. There's a lot of discussion about how this holographic system was gonna look as well. Stage two. Indeed. They went back to oh, what was that episode where they met Ernest? Um, Mine's gone blank. Back in season one, uh, the fifth race. No, Tormented Tantalus. Tormented Tantalus, yes. Yeah, when they had the holographic display and all the uh, elements. The old bold guy. Yes, you are. Well, of course you do, silly. It's me, Bala. Daniel doesn't look too good. This is taking a toll on him. Perhaps should have coloured his hair slightly going grey as well. Mm. I had the strangest dream. Everything was covered in ice. Is this an audition for Game of Thrones? It is unusual to see Daniel being rather touchy-feely with somebody he isn't married to. Charay, of course, but quite unusual for Daniel. What's going on? We're losing you. That's what's going on. Every time you come back from that machine, it gets a little worse. And don't tell me you're fine. No. No, I just have I have too many thoughts in my head. I, I, I can't concentrate. I get confused. You have to fight it. No. Don't leave me, Daniel. Don't leave me. It's like actual concern in Vala's eyes. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's definitely... We've always known there's been some, some attraction towards Daniel from Vala. Memento Mori, when she broke down in front of him, like it kind of indicated how strong the emotion was. Mm-hmm. You have to tell him that he doesn't have to do this. He'll listen to you. Oh, what team have you been on besides? We need this one. What makes you think we'll even be allowed to use it? The ancients didn't let Merlin get away with Val, it last Val, time. Sh- shut up. For once. <laughs> we have to take the risk. Yep. Cameron's in military mode at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> This is all about noble sacrifice for you, isn't it? Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. What about you? 
What? When you flew that cargo ship into the gap of the Supergate, you knew damn well that you might not come out the other side alive. They want the weapon. There is no ifs or buts about it. And sacrificing Daniel, if that's what it takes, and so be it. Same thing. It's easy to risk yourself, isn't it? Well, now you know. The hard part about being part of this team is not risking your own life. It's watching your friends take chances with theirs. Congratulations. Now you really are one of us. So with the history of them back in mm. the previous show, I wonder if this brings up anything. I must try and find some more audio books with Claudia. Have you watched Strange Brain yet? Yeah. I can't believe we actually found it. Clearly you work well together. <laughs> hey, you. I think he just did that to wind him up. <laughs> of course. That is humor by Tilk. Yeah. The comparison I was making would be with characters from Wheel of Time, and I don't think either of you have read it. Wheel of Time? I've read them all. Yeah. Would you say Tilk's humor is like the ale? Mm, possibly. There we go. He's, he's, he's probably positive like the I.O. A little dry. Ready, your men. It's time. Yes, or excited. Uh, I've got a feeling that Andrea has been looking forward to this. What is it? Get to the gate now. Why? They're coming. Wild eyes. Wild. Mm-hmm. Incoming wormhole! Now, once again, I say it quite often, position men either side of the gate, so as the bad guys run out, shoot them in the back. Just shoot them. At least he sure, closed the know. obelisk so nothing That's would get damaged. It's no job being first through the gate, is it? Mm-mm. It's very casual <laughs> there, isn't he? Just the arm waving around. Well, yeah. Yeah, I'll get help. I'll get help. Oh. <laughs> there he goes again. <laughs> you got help, though. Yeah, guys, get behind some cover, please. <laughs> Tilk is highly confident that nobody's going to shoot him. Well, nobody can hit Tilk. He's, like, impervious, almost. Oh, oh, this ain't good. Dr. Jackson. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Depends. This is a bit awkward. Excuse me while I try to kill you. You're too late. You haven't completed the weapon? I'd say I'm just in time. But how does she know it's not completed? I'd say things are different now. Oh dear. Oh. <laughs> nice effect, that is. Isn't that the Asgard weapon? No, the Asgard was Thor's ship firing on him. We've seen that in Maternal Instinct when Omar zapped all those Jafar. Draining, isn't it? Indeed. Instead of helping your friends, you should have saved your energy to deal with me. Would it have made a difference? I'm not quite sure. Is she flirting with you? Or does she mean to kill you? Or both? What was that? I don't know, but I say we don't stick around to find out. Dial out of here before anyone else can dial in. So you can go check on Daddy. <laughs> Ooh, that's uh, got a gun. You don't have to look for him too far. <laughs> Surprise! Shield and she's all powerful again. Mm-hmm. Why do I bother? Yeah, good question, Cameron. Adria, I want you to stop this right now. 
I'm sorry it has to be this way, Mother. I am your mother speaking. You're grounded. You've tried it before. It, it, it don't work, Violet. It don't work. <laughs> Get to the gate now! I'm not leaving you here! I'll be right behind you! Never leave a man behind. Except this time. How many times has Daniel been left behind? It may not be the first. How many times has Daniel died? This could be another time. Mm-hmm. Doesn't look good. <laughs> I've got a new toy now. <laughs> yeah, that reminds me anyone of the girl hand weapon? Nope. It looks like half the base are going on leave for the weekend. Humvees galore. That's a big bloody watch. There has to be a way we can get back to that planet. The DHD buffer typically holds the last 50 addresses that were dialed, and we went through three gates before getting there. He's gone, Valor. Adria found a way around the problem. Even if we could return to the planet at this point, I fear it would do us little good. Yeah, I wouldn't have thought they would have been able to return, even after screwing around with the programming. Mm-hmm. Why is he the only one in blue? Because he's, he's the one in charge. Well, no, I was going to say he's only Air Force, but Sam's Air Force. Yeah, looks like she's in blue, too. Yeah, blue and black. Adrian knows that. Hey, she'll keep him alive. Oh, yes, poor Daniel. The slave to Adria. Personal boy toy. We can but imagine the horrors that Daniel is going through. Big flying ball. Wow. <laughs> Just have a spaceship on a sci-fi show. How unique. <laughs> <laughs> That's an impressive silhouette. Mm-hmm. How are you feeling? I don't suppose you know what a hangover is. Never mind. I know the burden must be awful. Your brain simply wasn't built to handle that much information. Unlike hers, who was signed and built... She was the cheat. Along with what feels like half my brain cells. You'll forgive me if I don't take your word for it. Now rest. We have a lot of work to do. Yep. <laughs> She's going to play. She has work in mind? Yes. I don't think you're going to enjoy it, Daniel. No, of course Although, not. Although, maybe. It depends. I'm not going to question what Daniel really likes doing. What did you say that show was called? Strange Frame. It's film. Oh. Claudia Black does one of the uh, lead character voices. Strange Frame Love Sex? Yep, that's the one. Okay, that was Quest Part 2. Good conclusion. Not really a conclusion, is it? No, it leaves a lot of things hanging again. As you would expect, though, I mean, they're, coming, they're on the run into the finale. You know, Things have got to build up and get the ball rolling and close a few things off. Very true. Surprising, though, you wouldn't think one of the main characters would be captured at this point in the story. We'll have to see where it goes. Oh, well, yes, he said, carefully avoiding spoilers. <laughs> End sequence on the Ori ship. That was shot at a much later date. The Ori set at the other studio complex, so it simply costs too much money and takes too much time to actually just go over there and shoot one scene. Had to be organised so that it was shot when they had a day shooting. And, of course, Marina, living and working in L.A., always difficult to fly a guest actor up just for one shot. Indeed. Budget of the series tends to skyrocket a bit. Mm. So probably from whenever they're filming a later episode, they film that part. Yeah. Well, it's handy, you know, depending on how far ahead of time you're filming. That's why I do actually prefer the Netflix HBO Showtime thing. 
because as I said to JMS with Sensate, here is a pile of money. Go and make the show. Let us know when you're done. Now, we've shown three episodes. We're still shooting, but the ratings aren't at the Super Bowl level, so we're cancelling you. Well, that only really works for the first season, isn't it? I mean, when a show gets renewed for a second season, they don't tend to piecemeal it out. I mean, like Gotham finally got the full season pickup. So is Flash, if you didn't hear that. Yeah, I'm not quite sold on Flash yet. I'm torn now. Shall I watch episode three of Flash, or should I play some Halo on my new toy? (laughs) Gaming it is, then. When I had more money than cents and I was still drinking, which is the only reason I actually paid good money to go, I went to see Doom. Nothing wrong with Doom. Uh No, Doom. D-O-O-M. Yeah, yeah, I know. The movie. The Rock. Yeah. And Carl Urban. Although I did like the way they killed The Rock. (laughs) (laughs) I like the first-person shooter sequence they had in the, in the movie <laughs> to remind you that it was a game. <laughs> As if anyone who'd actually pay money to see the damn thing would not know. Andy Makita, who directed parts one and two, directed 29 episodes of SG-1, 22 of SGA and 12 of SGU. Also directed episodes of Transporter, Primeval New World, Lost Girl Motive, Bitten and Strange Empire. This episode was written by Paul Mully. He and Joseph Malozzi wrote... 38 episodes of SG-1, 15 of Atlantis and 12 of the Universe, as well as Transport of the Series, Delete, The Lost World, and Big Wolf on Campus. Hmm. Is this a rare double opportunity where they've actually called Part 1 and Part 2 the same thing? Yes, they did. Amazing. It was pointed out that it shouldn't have been called The Quest Part 1 because they normally call something The Quest, then Part 2. But for some reason, you know, Paul and... Joseph wanted the Quest Part 1 and the Quest Part 2. A very definite two-parter. Mm-hmm. Very complicated and expensive episode to produce, as you could imagine. Yeah. You look at it, there's some decent guest stars, hell of a lot of CGI work involved, and that's one of the benefits of the mid-season two-parter. You're going to get the budget. You're allowed to indulge yourself a little. Someone that has one continuous episode and then just put it up. Jack? Daniel? Are you you? Yeah, you. What? I like the yellow ones. Never mind. On the news front, Christopher Judge has just been announced as a guest at the Dallas Comic Con, which takes place the weekend of February the 7th and 8th, 2015. The convention also includes Robert Picardo. Dean Devlin has also confirmed that the proposed new Stargate movie will be a reboot, but won't even start production until the ID4 sequel has been put to bed. And, if I'm honest, even then, I still see a question mark over that project. Time will tell. This upcoming week, we have some Stargate-related birthdays. Beginning on the 8th of December, a very happy birthday to Kevin McNulty, who played Dr. Warner in four episodes of Stargate SG-1, and Chancellor Lycus in the Atlantis episode Inferno. He recently starred in Arctic Air and Robson Arms, and has guest starred on Supernatural. On the 9th, it's the birthday of Bo Bridges, a well-liked movie actor, part of the Bridges dynasty, who appeared on 40 episodes of SG-1, and five episodes of Atlantis as General Landry. He's recently been in The Millers and Masters of Sex. Ben Browder and Peter Kalamas have their birthdays on the 11th of December. Ben played Cameron Mitchell for two seasons of Stargate SG-1 and John Crichton on Farscape. He has also guest starred on Doctor Who, Arrow, Party of Five and Chuck. Peter played Adam Brody on Stargate Universe and is an accomplished voice actor and stand-up comedian. He's recently guest starred on Motive, Fringe and NCIS. Last but not least, a very happy birthday to Sarah Douglas on the 12th of December. Sarah guest stars as Garshar Belton in the two-parter The Tokra, as well as the iconic Ursa on the Superman movies. Still in the sci-fi genre, she was Pamela on the original V, 
and Deathwalker on Babylon 5. Over on our Google Plus page, Matt replied about last week's episode. He said that he loved the quest, and the second half of the story was every bit as good as the first. He particularly liked Valor and their efforts to solve the riddles. I replied that yeah, it's an episode packed with sci-fi goodness, and Valor was acting very much like a young and giddy schoolgirl, and getting really into the adventure aspect of the mission. Mac also said it seemed Valor would jump Daniel given the opportunity, and even that Adria was more than interested in our space wonky. And you know, I think Mac is right on both counts. Even if Adria had to justify an interest under the guise of converting him from his sinful ways. That'll do for now. Thanks for the feedback, and we'd love to hear more from you. So if you fancy getting in touch with us, then you can use our contact form on the website, which is gatecast.co.uk, or email us via gatecastpodcast at gmail.com. We are also on Google Plus and Facebook. Just do a search for Gatecast, or follow the links from our website. And on Twitter we are at thegatecast, which is one word iTunes and Stitcher Internet Radio carry our feeds, and on our website you'll find an additional RSS link that contains every episode we've released. That can be just added to any podcatcher, and you're good to go. Right then, let's wrap the show up. Let me just say what I think of it, that the night we're recording this, which is the 24th of October, is my dad's 75th birthday. Happy birthday to Alan's dad. Yes, indeed. Okay, thanks everybody for joining us. Once again, Thomas, thank you very much for taking the time to join us this Friday evening, Friday lunchtime for you. It's been a pleasure. I always enjoy it. Fantastic. You will be returning for Echoes and then sometime during 2015, the season finale. Sorry, series finale. Yes, the series finale. And the course Sunday is in there as well. Yes. On the subject of series finale, I've reinstated as my text message alert the Kawush, followed by Walter saying Chevron 7 locked, which is the last time it's Ed in SG-1. Mm. <laughs> I extracted it as an MP3 and bunged it on as my text message alert. Okay then, thank you very much for joining us. Next week's episode will be a bonus episode, the first of the season. I'm still not quite sure which one I'm going to put forward first. It may be an episode of R.L. Stein's The Haunting Hour. Which I recorded with Brad. Tune in next week and find out. Until then, I've been Mike. This is Thomas. I've been Alan. Sorry, I yawned there. Take care. Bye bye. 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 You've been listening to The Gatecast, hosted by Alan and Mike. Join us at gatecast.co.uk. Stargate forever. Bye.